1: Welcome to the Voice of Charity, I'm Katie Breedemann and we extend a warm hello to all who are listening on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. here in Chicago and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. Pregnancy can be a joyful time, but if a mother is struggling with substance use while she is pregnant or being a new mother, the health of the mother and her baby are very serious concerns. Substance use addiction continues to be a significant public health crisis in Illinois. According to the National Institute of Health in Illinois, more than 2,100 deaths last year in our state were due to substance use, with fentanyl being a drug that is the cause of death in an increasing number of cases. Catholic Charities Transforming Lives program continues to help expectant mothers deal with this very difficult situation so that they and their babies become healthier over the course of a pregnancy and throughout their child's first year. Here to provide us with an update on this life-affirming program are Laura Coover, Catholic Charities Associate Vice President in our Child, Youth, and Family Service area, and Allison Anderson, the lead doula and certified peer recovery specialist for transforming lives. Welcome, Laura and Allie. Thanks, Katie. So happy to be here today. Delighted to have you both. Thank you so much for being here. Laura, can um, I ask you to please remind our audience how and when did the Transforming Lives program begin?
0: Sure, Katie. So the Illinois Department of Human Services, Substance Use Prevention and Recovery Department, also known as SUPER, released a notification and funding award to develop a program to serve pregnant and postpartum women with opiate use disorder. Super had received federal funding from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Department, SAMHSA, we love our acronyms, and developed the model that we use. We at Catholic Charities thought this was a great opportunity for us to combine our knowledge, skills, and expertise in our home visiting world, our doula world, and our substance use world into one program. So we wrote a proposal and uh, lo and behold, we received the funding for the program. The program started on July 1st, 2019 and the eligibility criteria for services was expanded during year two. So now we can serve clients who not only have opiate addictions but also methamphetamine addictions and cocaine addictions.
1: And Laura, your own training was one of the reasons that the state of Illinois chose Catholic Charities to be a provider for this program, correct?
0: Correct. I think that it helped that I'm certified as an alcohol and drug counselor. So I got my first experience in doing that when I was working with Lake County Health Department's addiction treatment program. And at that time, the program was a 12-day inpatient detox and rehab program. I had very little knowledge when I walked in the door about alcohol and substance use addiction, and I absolutely fell in love with the work I was doing and the clients I had the privilege to serve. It was so amazing to see someone come into treatment, still actively using, and then once the substances were out of their body, they transformed into a completely new person. It really was like seeing a caterpillar become a butterfly, and I've literally been hooked on this work since. So a couple of years after I left the addictions treatment program, I had the privilege of coming to Catholic Charities as a substance use counselor for our HIV program in Lake County, I was able through that experience to do both individual and group counseling and my love of working with clients who are struggling with substance use addiction continued to grow. And so while working at Catholic Charities back in uh, 2005, I became a certified alcohol and drug counselor.
1: And so how are women referred to our program, or how do they hear about it? How, how can you reach out and let people know um, that we're here for them at this very difficult time in their lives when they know themselves that, that the substance use is harmful to them and to their children? These are, these are not you know, uh, irresponsible women. They're just really struggling. How, how do the referrals come to Catholic Charities?
0: Sure. So mostly our referrals are coming from our community partnerships, you know, uh, for obvious reasons, women who are pregnant and who are struggling with substance use are, are probably going to be hesitant to reach out to someone like us for fear of DCFS becoming involved, involved in their life and potentially not being able to keep their, their baby. So we are really dependent on our community partnerships so that when they identify women that they're working with that meet the criteria for our program, that they then trust us with sending that women, woman to us so we can provide these really unique services to, to that woman.
1: And Laura, before we get over to Allie, can you just share with everyone, what are the main components of the Transforming Lives program?
0: Sure. So we provide free pregnancy and postpartum services to women who are struggling with substance use. So the services that we provide include a lot of things, but mostly recovery assistance, prenatal and childbirth education, healthy pregnancy advice, support groups, basic parenting supplies, and birth and postpartum doula support.
1: And so as we talked about at the top of the show, that 2,100 deaths in Illinois uh, from last year were due to substance abuse or substance use, what are, what are the conditions on which uh, you're meeting these women? What, what are the substances that they're using? And are you seeing a rise in fentanyl, which we hear is increasingly uh, uh, causing a public health crisis in our state?
0: Mm-hmm. So most of the women who are enrolled in our program are using some form of an opiate. While the most common opiate for misuse is heroin, testing of the supply across the city and sadly the nation has shown that much of the heroin being purchased is laced with fentanyl. So fentanyl is up to 50 times stronger than heroin, which means that it can be deadly even in very small amounts. And according to the Illinois Department of Public Health, the leading cause of maternal mortality in Illinois has been substance use disorder. Overdose made up around 40% of total maternal deaths in Illinois most of which has been caused by fentanyl. Ecstasy, molly, cocaine, and other amphetamines are likewise being laced with fentanyl. Much of the drug supply in general is plagued by this really highly dangerous substance.
1: Well, that just affirms the importance of this Transforming Life program even more right now, while this drug crisis gets worse and more deadly by the day. Um, Allie, can we ask a little bit about you? I know, too, just like Laura, you're highly qualified in, as a peer recovery specialist um, and also as a doula. You're the lead doula uh, for this program. Can you please explain for our audience who may not be familiar with that term, how do you assist women um, who are pregnant and then also those who are young mothers uh, dealing in the Transforming lives program?
2: Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm Allie and I have worked as a doula for about six years. Um, So doulas go through a training program and then a certification process and also uh, peer recovery specialists go through a training and certification process. So I've been certified in both of those things as well as um, postpartum doula services. And doulas are people who provide emotional, physical, and educational support to pregnant people. And so um, originally doulas come from a Greek word that means um, a woman's servant. And so the emphasis is on giving full attention to that birthing person and their experience. Oftentimes, labor and delivery and pregnancy in general can be a really transformative time. And so our job, um, as we see it, is really to help them empower them to have a very um capable experience so that they feel like their uh, birthing desires have been met and we're giving them lots of like educational tools and information to make sure that they feel that they can make decisions for their bodies and for their babies so our goal is really just to be fully present to the miracle that happens at each birth and highlighting um, the work of the pers- participants in that miracle.
1: And your work, Allie, is very one-on-one, very in-person, you know, uh, 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 attention to that emotional strength of each mother. Um, it must have been so challenging in the last couple years. How has your, you know, the procedures of how you're meeting with uh, women, you know, been affected by the pandemic? Are you able to do in-person visits again, or is everything still telehealth?
2: Yeah, so we really um, meet people where they're at. Some participants, they want televisits still. And we're definitely, obviously, still willing and able to do that. But a lot of our people want in-person visits. And so we've gone back to meeting people in their homes when it's possible. And um, we really emphasize just meeting people with whatever whatever they need in that moment. So if they need in-person visits, we are definitely um, available for that.
1: I'm guessing very, your hours are very much like those of an obstetrician, too, where you might get a call in the middle of the night and, and, and very selflessly go and make sure you're with that woman to be her emotional support uh, during the actual childbirth.
2: Yeah, you know, some nights I sleep with my work phone under my pillow. So,
1: What tremendous dedication <laughs> yeah. you're showing, Allie, to these women and the Catholic Charities. Thank you so much for all you do. Um, could you expand yeah. a little bit more? On, Laura mentioned that that one of the key components of transforming lives is education. Allie, can I ask you to talk a little bit about what that educa- education component includes?
2: Absolutely. So a lot of our first education is about childbirth. And so we work on pregnancy. We'll do, since we meet with our people weekly, a lot of education on what's happening in their bodies in each of the uh, stages of pregnancy, as well as preparation for birth and labor. And then we do a lot of breastfeeding promotion. Um, and then obviously the other main portion of our program is the substance use education. So we talk a lot about recovery and emotional health, positive coping strategies for dealing with um difficult emotions that might come up and as well as parenting education so we do a lot of developmental milestones and um education on what children should be how their um development should be progressing
1: and may i ask how do you gauge progress for the clients in transforming lives in terms of their own recovery you know and and the increasingly important you know health of their child
2: so in the first few weeks of our time together, we establish a service plan. And in that service plan, our participants identify themselves, um, their own progress goals. So they may have specific things that they really want to focus on. And that is that documentation is what we use to gauge our progress. So because they are client-focused goals, we want to make sure that it's something that they feel determined to um, show progress in, and that's how, you know, likewise we were able to support them.
1: And so I know you also work with women after a child has been born up to age 12 months. Could I ask you both to weigh in a little bit on, on how that program is similar and different from working with expectant moms? Laura, may I ask you to weigh in first?
0: Sure. So I think that mostly it's different because their needs are different at that time, right? So we're really trying to provide services, like Allie said, that are very individual based and are exactly where our clients are in their recovery journey and their um, birth journey and their postpartum journey. So if they need, you know, like Allie had mentioned, parenting skills or education on how to care for a newborn or breastfeeding support or whatever it is that a woman would need, you know, postpartum, those are the services that we provide. So while we have you know uh, array of different services that we offer clients, what we actually provide is very individual to what they need, what they want, and what they you know are willing to participate in.
1: And and Allie, I'm guessing that that uh, postpartum uh, uh, visits those those are very essential to help uh, that woman gain her confidence in being a new mother.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes um, people may have had children. Prior to the child that's born in our program, but uh, there's a lot of DCFS involvement in some of our cases and so some of sometimes those women may not have been able to raise those um, previous children and so having a child in our program and being able to keep that baby at home and learn how to parent is a lot of times very healing for people in our program.
1: That is an important component of Transforming Lives, that that as much as you want to just a 1,000% support the women, you have to abide by uh, the rules of law enforcement and the rules of the Department of Children and Family Services. So if you'll bear with us, we're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we return, we're going to continue our conversation with Laura Coover and Allie Anderson about Catholic Charities' Transforming Lives program. Please stay tuned. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. Ah! To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483, that's 877-786-4483, thank you.
2: I feel special, (laughs) I feel great, I got good grades.
0: We Are Hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net.
1: Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and it's my great pleasure today to be here with Laura Coover, Catholic Charities Associate Vice President for our Child, Youth, and Family Services Division, along with Allison Anderson, who is the lead doula and a certified peer recovery specialist for Catholic Charities Transforming Lives program. This program is doing great things in Chicago, helping women who are struggling with substance abuse during pregnancy and during their first year of being mothers. And Laura and Allie, before the break, we were talking about um, the challenges that you have in, in supporting women through their recovery um, and in their first year of being mothers, while also needing to abide by uh, the rules of law enforcement and DCFS here in the state of Illinois. Um, can I just to share, ask you to both weigh in on, on the one aspect of medical professionals, for example? Um, as the women are recovering um, and as their children are growing before they're being born, um, how do you work with those medical professionals? professionals to abide by what they're saying, but also keep supporting those women, even even if a child is, is you know, possibly going to be in, uh, taken from them for a certain amount of time. Laura, may I start with you?
0: Sure. So hospital staff, when a baby is born, they're mandated reporters, so they're due by law. And if the baby is, is born with substance use, uh, substances in the system, they have I? When asked come to investigate the situation, we do our best to share the information with um, DCFS as far as the services that we're providing and our clients participation in the program and all of the great things that they have done to have a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby and the ongoing support that we are going to provide for them with the hopes that that will weigh into DCFS's decision of whether or not they're going to allow that that our mom to regain retain custody of her baby um, so it's really up to them they have to do what's best for that baby of course which we have Absolutely understand and respect. We just want to be the best advocates that we can for our clients and make sure that the information is being presented in the most um, helpful way to them so that when the investigator is making the decision about what's in the baby's best interest, he or she has all the information that they need to be able to make the most informed decision.
1: And, and Ali, you shared with me that sometimes you might even write a letter in support of the woman um, and share that with law enforcement um, and DCFS to, to advocate for her to the greatest extent you can.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We sometimes provide letters to DCFS or to court um, just stating about our participants' involvement in the program and what our program is able to offer. Um, And we find that a lot of times DCFS workers who hear about all the services that we offer uh, are super glad to partner with us in support of the parent.
1: And I'm guessing the the gauges of progress that we talked about earlier are are very helpful, right? When you're writing those letters, you can say this 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 young mom is absolutely committed to getting better herself, um, and and for the sake of her child, right? You, those those steps of her own recovery probably are are great pieces of evidence for you to share.
2: Definitely, and because they are. Um... You know, goals that she herself has said that she wants to accomplish, then it's even easier to talk about because it's it's something that she's excited about and something she's working on.
1: So. And, and as you mentioned, Allie, uh, All, all three of us are so fortunate for work for this great organization that can help mm-hmm. people in specific ways but also larger ways. And so I'm sure that that uh, it's such a blessing in these women's lives when you're able to share with them all the great things that Catholic charities can do for them um, if they're struggling in other areas of their life. Am I right Laura?
0: Absolutely. So that is, you know, one of the many privileges of working for Catholic Charities is that we truly take care of people from cradle to grave and everything in between, right? So if our, there are so many great services and assistance that we can provide within this one specific program, but should a client need services that are out of the scope, outside of the scope of what this program does, we have 50 other programs that we can refer them to and we can work with that can provide, you know, the services that they need so that the women are getting exactly what they need.
1: And as we talked in preparation for the show today, um, you shared a couple wonderful stories, success stories of women who found, you know, increased health and confidence and just happier lives by being in transforming lives. Can I ask you each to share one of those stories? Laura, may I start with you?
0: Absolutely. This is my favorite part of the work that we do is being able to tell a story about how someone's life has forever changed as a result of participation in one of our programs. So recently, we had a participant who was referred to us while she was living in a tent community under an overpass. She was seven months pregnant and had not received any prenatal care, and she was actively using street drugs. Together with her doula, she got referred to prenatal care and inpatient substance use treatment. While in treatment, she had a beautiful daughter who got to stay with her. And since having her child, she has completed her treatment program and has graduated to a transitional living center where she still meets regularly with her doula for postpartum support.
1: That is a wonderful story of of inner strength, but also her trust in your program to to help and aid her recovery. That's a great story. Um, Allie, how about you?
2: Yeah, Um, I feel like. It's amazing how every story in our program in some way has its own success, even if it's not some grand um, success story. I think I can point one out for everyone, but another really incredible story is of a teen parent in our program. So as you can imagine, teen parents face a lot at such a young age, but her determination to care for her baby was incredible. She's a first-generation American and she also takes care of her younger siblings quite often. Her pregnancy was full of lots of bumps in the road, including a very early delivery that left baby in the NICU for a while. And while the baby was there, she visited him almost daily and continued to breastfeed him, which is very rare for teen parents, might I add. Um, And then this helped him grow so substantially that he was released from the NICU much earlier than we expected. He's now at home and although he was preterm and also uh, diagnosed with Down syndrome, he's meeting so many developmental milestones and his mom is also working on finishing her GED.
1: I have to say I'm so moved by, you know, you telling these stories. Um, you're helping these women believe in themselves, which maybe if they've come from very challenged situations in their lives, you know, they, they've lost that confidence. They've lost that motivation or, or sense of their own goals in life. And what I'm hearing from both of you is such tremendous empathy and warmth and, and enthusiasm uh, that, that I just can't help but believe that's a huge component of this. It's a real credit to you um, and your team of of other doulas and other uh, case managers, to help these women believe in themselves so they want to recover. You're empowering them in great ways. It's really so fascinating to learn about um, and to hear from you. Thank you for sharing so much today. Um, I, I also just wanted to talk a little bit about the component of um, women supporting each other in the program. You guys have shared with me little ways that they do that, or little and big ways. Um, Laura, could you talk a little bit about that for us?
0: Sure. I So they... Um connect with, uh, our participants connect, uh, uh, are in similar life changes together frequently. And so we have some of our participants who come back to show others the way forward. So it gives them time for their babies to socialize and find community um, in, in each other and commonality and the issues that they might be dealing with. So it's really nice. You know, I think that Very much the substance use recovery journey is about giving back the help and support that you received when you needed it the most. And so I think by allowing our participants to have contact with one another in the ways that everyone is consenting to and feels comfortable with, it allows women that are further in their journey to give back to the women who are, you know, maybe just starting their journey and need that ongoing support.
1: And and Allie, you've shared with me that women stay in touch with the other uh, participants in transforming lives even after they graduate from the program, right? Yeah,
2: they stay in touch with each other because um, I think community is just so important for this population. They also stay in touch with us. Um, we've we've actually had even one um, woman who came back for her second pregnancy to re-enter into our program. Uh, so I feel like. Our web of people is wide and, and they kind of stay on the peripheries of the web, if you will.
1: I'm also guessing, Allie, that that these women who have graduated from the program would be wonderful resources to come and speak to new participants in the program and, and help them believe in themselves, too.
2: Absolutely. Yep. And that, and that does happen. Um, we actually have one participant who graduated, who's considering becoming a peer recovery specialist herself.
1: So. Wow. Wow. Well, that's really inspiring to listen to. As I said at the top of the show there, you know, definitely is a public health crisis in the state of Illinois about substance use, but this program, Transforming Lives of Catholic Charities is directly, you know, attacking that, those statistics, it's directly getting to the root of, of, of problems and helping people where they're at, as you said, Allie, and making a huge difference in these women's lives and in the lives of their children so that they're all healthier going forward. Um, Laura, could I please ask you to share with the audience the best contact information for anybody listening or watching this show who'd like to learn more about transforming lives, like to look into volunteering or just offering financial support to help these women and their babies?
0: Sure. So anyone who's interested in, in receiving services that we're providing, they can call our intake line. And that phone number is 312-391-9447. We also, our case manager, whose name is Rachel Walton, is also the person who mans that phone. And her email address is rwalton, w a l t o n at catholiccharities.net. So she is the best person for anyone who's who's interested in receiving the services that we provide or anyone who has a friend or family member um, that may be eligible for our services and wants to learn more. For anyone who is interested in supporting this program in other ways, like you said, Katie, in either volunteering or in a monetary donation, which we would so greatly appreciate, they can contact our clinical manager, whose name is Gina Young, and her phone number is 773-677-3384. And she can also be contacted via email at G Young at catholiccharities.net.
1: Wonderful information to share, Laura. It's such a delight to have you both on the program. We ask that you please come back and keep us informed on progress. You're doing great things in Chicago, and we just salute you both and, and your colleagues for this great impact that you're making in these lives of these mothers and children. Thank you again so much for being here today.
2: Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Katie.
1: And we invite you again back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedemann, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities.
0: Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.